Inspiring solutions to save America one show at a time. Are you ready to get on board? When are you guys going to learn? The more you indict, the more we unite. Facts. It's Trump 2024. We don't care. You heard me? We already made our mind up. You already know when the hood got your back. Man, they deep in the hood. Gangsters. Talking about Trump 2024, you heard me? Woo woo! Wah! Gangsters! The hood got this man back. I'm just trying to tell you. You heard me? And we ain't we ain't stupid, man. American people, man. We ain't we ain't all them talking about lockdowns and back when the mask and all that. You know, they got a new virus coming and it's gonna be man, nobody don't care. Ain't fooling nobody no more with none of that. You know, new jack, man, nobody. Nobody being fooled no more. We all the way up. You heard me? It's Trump 2024. That's what it's going to be because we ain't having nothing else. From sea to shining sea. Three hours of bold truth and excellence. The Wendy Bell Radio Program. Welcome back, my friends. Hour number three of the Wendy Bell Radio Program. Delighted to be with you. Welcome home. Common sense conservatism. It is not complicated. It should not be. We try to make it very basic for you because that's what it all is. It's very basic and you see it. All right, I want to switch gears and I want to talk about this. It's not commonly that we speak about China, China on this program. (laughs) I always have to, I have to channel my inner Donald Trump, China. But there's something that is going on or has been going on in China that I see coming down the pike for us here in the United States. And I see it coming here because I am a mom of sons. My oldest three sons, one could argue, are all dating age. 18, 22, and soon to be 24. My twins, still in the 15, 16 range. I've got time for that, right? But my three oldest sons... I watch, I listen to, and I hear what they're saying. Not only is the American dream, the idea of the husband or the wife, the picket fence, the house, the 2.2 kids, whatever it is, the house part of that is now out of reach, right? There is a change in relationships, communication, expectations, and people that I'm noticing as I listen to my sons. And I'm going to get there as I go through China. So back in 1980, the Chinese government issued its rule, that one child per couple rule, right? They were worried ostensibly, even though the data was bogus, they were worried about overpopulation. And so they waved that magic wand and got involved in the family planning business, which I guess if you live in a communist country and it's feeling more and more like America is that way, this is what they do. Well, now all of a sudden, there's a crisis. You got a country of 1.4 billion people. You got more than enough land mass to house all of these people, right? But because this, this rule was in effect... And was that way for 40 years. 
before it was rescinded. And they said, well, you can have two now. And now they're like, holy crap. We don't have enough people creating the next generation to be able to work and to pay the taxes that we need to pay for all of the folks who have moved off into the sunset of retirement and older age. And we have a very aging population without new blood coming through the ranks. Ladies and gentlemen, that's a recipe for disaster. And you don't have to be a genealogist to see that. So I want to read this to you. China is struggling to reverse its declining births, with some estimates expecting drops of more than 10% this year to below 9 million. Now, that sounds like a lot. You're like, well, so what's the problem? Well, they have all of these equations. How many people do you need in the system contributing, working, these blah, 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 to create the wealth, the base, the workforce to care for all of these folks who are walking into the twilight? You need a certain number. And that number, China, is well off. What's going on? Well, things have gotten out of control. Education costs in China, much like here. Off the, off the charts. People can't afford it. And then you have more people, perhaps in their 30s, 20s and 30s, who are looking at parents saying, I'm going to have to take care of you, and I'm going to try to raise a family, and I'm supposed to work, and education costs this? Hell no. So what's going on in China right now? Well, Chinese births dropped below 10 million for the first time last year. Well, in 2022, I should say. Hitting 9.56 million. That number was down 50% from a recent high in 2016 when the government allowed all couples to have a second child. Can you imagine your government saying that? I would be an anomaly these days. I have five kids. Is that anything unusual? I don't think so because my father-in-law is one of 14, right? He's 83, I'm 53, I had five. That's not earth shattering in any regard. In China, that's like... Not allowed. And now China all of a sudden is saying, holy crap. Because you know what people are doing? They're getting married and they're having no kids. Zero kids. That is terrifying for this country. Of the children born in 2022, 46% were firstborns. China's National Health Commission reports. This ratio has remained below 50% since 2019. The 4.41 million firstborns reported in 2022 were down 49% from 2019, suggesting many couples are opting to remain childless. It's not just many couples, ladies and gentlemen. It is millions upon millions upon millions So what's going on? Well, I think many things are at play here. But I think what's happening in China is worse here in the United States. And I'm going to speak freely as a mom, not as a scientist in any capacity. At least in China, people are getting together. Men and women are meeting each other. They're deciding to to move in together, to get married, to start that next chapter. And the chapter after that, when you page, you know, turn the page, babies. No, that, our book ends here. <laughs> Family tree is right here. This is, a, this is where it goes. Petrifying for, for China. In the United States, 
They're not even getting together. Did you know that there is a huge chasm thanks to feminism? And I'm going to say it. Look, I think all women in some capacity are feminists. I believe in women. I, I support women. I don't support women over better qualified men. I don't think we should have quotas. I don't think we should have lesser lengths in positions. If you want a position, you should work and be extraordinary. It should be a meritocracy. But what we're seeing in this country is very odd. You have a generation of young women who've been told, you can be anything you want to be. Go to college. I was part of that generation in the 70s and the 80s. But this feminism thing has planted a very ugly seed. It is a narcissistic, self-entitled, demanding, overblown ego, turn-off kind of vibe among women. Did you guys know that 71% of young women in America today identify as progressive? 71, 71%! No wonder men don't want anything to do with it. Literally, that is the story in America. That men, when polled, young men, let's say Generation Z, the Zoomers, my three adult sons all fall into this category. Zoomers. Do you know what they want? In the year 2024, They want a woman who can provide a family. They want babies. They want a lineage. They want a heritage. They want to create another branch of the family tree. They want a woman who wants to raise children, who wants to be that nucleus of that family, who takes joy in providing all of the necessary foundational building blocks of it, the meals, the planning, the order. Think about it, women. What do we do? And I know a lot of you men do it too, but let's just focus on this. The haircuts, the dental appointments, the pediatrician's appointments, right? The school meetings, all of the basics of keeping kids on track and together, in addition to decorating a home, creating that family vibe, the everything that is the family, that's what young men want. They want what our dads had and their grandpaps. Very traditionally, the majority, very traditional. What do women want? They want men who are rich. They want men who are going to provide for them. That's not the same thing. And we're going to get into some of the nuance of this. As I see coming down the pike, as I said, you do not have a future if the youngest childbearing people aren't getting together because the guys want nothing to do with the gals. What? All right, don't go anywhere. I'll explain more next on the Wendy Bell Radio Program. So apparently there is this unrealistic expectation among an awful lot of young progressive women about 
courting a man, dating a man, because all of the stuff that you and I remember when we were younger, apparently that's all old hat. Doesn't matter anymore. Hell, Joe and I, when we met in a bar playing pool, right? Sexy, I know. You can dab that tear coming from your eye right now. I was probably drunk, too. Who knows? (laughs) It was before I discovered IPAs. I was drinking long He was probably drunk, too. (laughs) Right? We thought pizza and a beer was great. I'm like, that's awesome. Play pool, drink some beer, eat a pizza, done. Cheapest date ever. Loved it. And I believed I should help pay. Well, things are different now. Apparently, did you guys know that there's a list of places not to take a woman on a first date? Do you want to know what's on that list? Are you ready? Vacuum cleaner shopping. (laughs) This is a first date and it's all around food, right? Food. So, so where? (laughs) All right. So, so here's a list circulating on social media and I'm several months old here on this. I'm certainly not cutting edge. I'm, I'm as, I'm so out. I'm back in again. Okay. Places that women, when surveyed, unacceptable places for a first date i don't care if i'm in a bunker if i like the guy i'm with does it really matter the environment well apparently to today's feminist progressive woman it does here are the places that you are not to take a woman on the first date the cheesecake factory i can't figure out why cheesecake factory there's like it's like the dictionary there's so many freaking pages there right Number two, Applebee's. Applebee's, you're not allowed to go. No, Chili's, Chipotle, Olive Garden, <laughs> the movies. Apparently, you're not supposed to take a girl to the movies on the first. Isn't that the bedrock of what we did? Lights go down, kind of get a little close. Whoop, whoop. Wow. <laughs> you do the yawn and stretch. <laughs> Yes, the yawn and stretch. How about any fast food chain? I agree with that. Where else can't you take a girl on the first date? Your house, apparently. Buffalo Wild Wings, Wingstop, Red Lobster, a buffet, IHOP, Denny's, the gym, church, Starbucks, coffee dates, ice cream dates, family functions, movie night, somewhat somewhere that involves a long drive. Can't go there on a first date. Can't go bowling. Can't go to nightclubs, a hookah bar, a bar for just drinks, Waffle House, or a sporting event. What the hell is left? Ruth's Chris? Yes. The list of of places. (laughs) The list of places that women said were acceptable. All are four-star restaurants or greater. I rely on the bars and the alcohol to help. (laughs) I'm much more pleasant when you're drunk. What? That's terrible. (laughs) This is where we are. Romance doesn't matter. They are looking for, apparently, if what I'm reading is correct, young progressive women treat a first date more like a job interview, right? Well, tell me, what are your prospects? What do you hope to be? How are you going to get there? What kind of income do you have now? What is your prospect? Wait, what? I remember when Joe and I got married, I made... What did I make? $50,000 a year. And he was a resident, a, a, cardio, a cardiology, well, an internal medicine resident, right? And he was making 32000 <laughs> Can you imagine if I was like, well, I'm making more money than you are, so uh, I don't know about this. 
This is where we are. And so China, I'm looking at China. China has a major population issue because the the government intervened, said you can only have one kid. Then things started dropping out. They said, oh, snap, maybe you can have two. Then they were like, oh, fudge, snap. You can have three. Please have kids. We need to incentivize people having kids because it backfired. Feminism is destroying this country. I'm going to go there. It's what it is. This idea that you are special. God, you're so wonderful. Nobody can fat shame you. So what if you're a little tubby, right? So what? You're special. You're a woman. You get to decide. I'd like to meet the parents of of daughters and be like, do you get this vibe out of your daughters or is this just what we're seeing on paper? Because this is kind of weird. So you're not allowed to go to any of these places. Young men say it's not even worth it. They don't even want to look at women it's gotten that bad here in the united states among this generation z Uh, i'm not interested in dating because i'm going to spend too much money for a woman who's not worth it what that is the prevailing narrative and i've got to drop this thing on you no wonder young men would rather stay single women are crazy what brock are you agreeing with me in there no okay has feminism, and it's actually a word. Have you heard of this? Hoflation. <laughs> I knew. I yes, heard. I've heard of it. <laughs> Has feminism and this whole idea of hoflation, where women believe that they need to be wined and dined, like it's Valentine's Day every single day, right? And the value that they're providing in a relationship is not the traditional stuff that men want. I want a woman who wants to have my children. I want a partner. I want a mom. To my kids, I want a home. I want warm meals. I want all of that. And that doesn't make me a pig for saying it. Women are going to start living alone with a lot of cats if they're not already doing it. I've got the numbers for you. Don't miss it. Next on the Wendy Bell Radio Network. So as I was reading this article last night in the kitchen... My husband was home early from a long weekend of work, got home a little bit early, he'd come up with a recipe he wanted to make, and I was delighted to be his sous chef. So while we were waiting for some things in the oven to to take shape, I sat down in the kitchen counter and I started researching for today for my Newsmax program that airs on the weekend, and I stumbled across this article. And and here's the title, Has Feminism and Hoflation... <laughs> And hoflation destroyed dating in the West. Now, this does not offend me at all. I think people who are quickly offended are a scourge to all of us because they tend to be the most noxious people around, right? So I said to Joe, I said, Joe, if, if you had met me and you had fallen in love with me as you had and I didn't want to have children, would you have asked me to marry you? And he said, no, not even a thought. It wasn't a, well, you know, you're so this, or I thought that. It was no, no. And in fact, I remember one of our earliest conversations, because our first quote-unquote date was at a ski resort. He took his brother, I took my best friend, and the four of us went skiing. And the only people who could ski were the guys, (laughs) 
My friend and I were terrible, and we had a blast. And I remember Joe, he was trying to get up to the chairlift to sit next to me, right? So we could ride up and take that time. It's beautiful together. And I think after four runs, we had pretty much established that we were compatible. How many kids do you want? Honest to God, before really any big conversation, this was the, how many kids do you want? Well, I came from two. I said, I'd love to have at least four. I always wished I had more than my sister and I, I would want to give my kids more than just one. How about you? Me too. At least four. Okay. So we get to the top, jump off and ski down. And he tried to get back up to, right? What was the next one? So, so what do you envision for the future? Where do you want to live? Uh, what are you going to do? Right? By the afternoon, by the end of the afternoon, I was convinced. First of all, I loved him anyway. But how nice. Very quickly establishing. We are very similar in what our hopes are. So when I read this, has feminism and hoflation, and I'll describe what that word means, destroyed dating in the West. Here's your article. It's a problem in the Western world that is rarely discussed in the media beyond puff piece articles and glancing polls that avoid connecting the dots. It is the precipitous decline of dating and committed relationships and marriage along a uh, with a flat line in population in the past couple decades in the US it's treated as this sort of novelty issue rather than the threat to the stability of civilization that it actually is yeah it's not just right now it's what it means in 20 years history shows that without the traditional family structure numerous ugly societal consequences follow well, one could argue, though, that the situation is far worse than that. We may be heading into a future where families become a novelty. And many argue that the root cause is feminism and the hyperinflated delusions of progressive women. In order to understand the problem, we got to take a look at the stats. By the way, this is on Infowars.com, and it's in a lot of different places. More than 50% of American women are still childless by the age of 30. By age 35, fertility goes into steep decline, with women having a 15% chance of becoming pregnant and a less than 5% chance of motherhood at the age of 40. Meaning, the best window of opportunity for women to find a compatible partner and build a family is in their 20s. Well, feminists argue, though, that this is the time in a woman's life when they should be building a career and having fun. Family life, they say, is some artificial prison created by the patriarchy in order to oppress the fairer sex. Hogwash. Corporate media and Hollywood entertainment often reinforce this narrative and encourage unrealistic life goals. Well, the propaganda has generated what many refer to as the female happiness paradox. This is where I thought this was fascinating. Surveys show that increased power, job access, and responsibility for women in society since the 1970s has also led to a diametrically opposed decline in overall happiness for those same women. The correlation suggests the exact opposite of what feminism originally promised and that the ide ideology has been a net negative we are inherently providers we are the mothers of the earth it is within who we are it is within the animal kingdom feminism chose to 
ignore that and to paint a picture of a, a different universe, an alternate reality that is just as fulfilling until it comes crashing down on these people and they realize that their biological clock is done. Think Marissa Tomei, right? Tick-tock, tick-tock. Something my cousin Vinny, right? Though some will argue that a, gen- that a general decline in economic conditions is the real cause, surveys show that women have suffered a far more pronounced drop in happiness compared to men. Meaning, men were already acclimated to the struggles of the workday world and their roles as providers and protectors. Women were happy until they joined men in the trenches. Bing, 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 bing. For men, the reaction has been to back away from the dating scene and the double standards involved. Over 63% of men under the age of 30 are now single. That's up from 51% in 2019. Think about that. That's a rise of 12% since before COVID. The majority of single men say this is by choice and that they are seeking to avoid relationships altogether. Why? The consensus appears to be that modern Western women cost too much money and cause too much trouble. Fear of failed marriage is one aspect that the younger generation of men says puts them on edge with family courts still largely in favor of women in divorce settlements and child custody. This is one reason why marriage rates have declined by 60% since the 1970s. However, the obstacles go well beyond divorce and into a new culture of female entitlement. The word on the street is hoflation. The dramatic increase in cost for men today to maintain a relationship with a woman while the quality of women continues to go down. That is to say, it is an increase in female expectations versus what they bring to the table in a relationship. Wow. Women of the past used to have something to offer beyond sexual companionship, from greater femininity, greater potential for motherhood, less combativeness and narcissism, as well as a superior ability to raise children and maintain a home. Such traits are highly attractive to men, even after 60 years of widespread feminism, but are seen as non-existent among women under 30 in 2023. Women are missing the boat. Men want what they've gotten, what they had, what they grew up with, what their parents had. And yes, they're willing to risk it even with divorce, but not with a gene pool of women that's not worth the risk. That's damning. It should be noted that, quote, hoflation seems to be directly linked to progressive influences. And not all women fall into this category. Unfortunately, Around 71% of young women identify with progressive beliefs, as opposed to young men who are only 53% progressive. Still a hell of a lot. It should also be noted that progressive today means something a lot different from what it meant in the 1990s. Progressive now means woke or extreme leftist cultism. I agree with that. A majority of American women have cast off their traditional roles in exchange for modern feminist ideals, while still expecting traditional roles for men. Dating younger men complain, dating, comma, younger men complain, comma, is now more like a job interview with scrutiny of their finances a primary topic. Beyond that, the online meat market isn't helping. 
Dating app research shows that 80% of Western women are all chasing after the top 20% or less of men, with earning potential being the biggest factor next to physical attractiveness. Now, and I told you about this viral trend on social media, women making a list of restaurants that they would have refused to eat on during a first date. And this exemplifies the concept of hoflation. The Cheesecake Factory in particular was considered mentioned, was consistently mentioned as a red flag for, quote, cheap men. Spending of up to $200 or more was presented as a bare minimum for a first date. And only 26% of women indicated they were willing to split the tab. First dates used to be an opportunity for men and women to decide if there's a chance for compatibility. But now, progressive women expect grand gestures of wealth and ambition, like Valentine's Day, just every day. What what feminism has done, essentially, is hyper-exaggerate women's natural inclination to seek out more productive men, while also hyper-exaggerating their sense of self-worth and making them insufferable. Women who have nothing to offer have been inculcated with delusions of grandeur, so much so that the question of what do you bring to the table is sneered at. I am the table, is their response. There's no cure for this level of narcissism except hitting rock bottom which is an outcome that Western women and society as a whole are swiftly approaching. The problem is not as historically entrenched as one might think, with Gen Z being the biggest deviation with the worst prospects for relationships among all other generations. Feminism has been an ever-present agenda, but Gen Z has been hit with the brunt of the fallout in the span of a single decade. We can hope, however, that as quickly as the cancer of feminism has spread, it might recede. If the greatest damage was done within one or two generations, maybe a cure can be applied in the next. Ah, Right? Bing, 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 bing. Every now and again, right? I blind squirrel. There you go. (laughs) Ah, All right. Do not go anywhere, my friends. When we come back, patriotism never gets old. And you're going to hear something that I think is so worthwhile more than ever today. Next on the Wendy Bell Radio Network. You know, I don't think that solves all the world's problems, this article. However, it sure is an interesting look at where we are. You know, I've, I've said this so many times. I did not get a daughter. I would have loved a daughter. Do I feel like I'm missing out on anything? I don't. You can't miss what you don't have, right? But I feel like I see from 30,000 feet so many of these struggles, and I wish I could go into middle schools and high schools where girls are way more aggressive towards boys than boys. Boys are like, right? I want to go outside and play football, play some wiffle ball, maybe some hockey, Right? Girls are lingering and loitering because they're interested in boys before the boys are interested in the girls. I'd love to have a conversation and and go into a school and say, look, all of the things that you think are so important to you right now that are going to make you more attractive to a boy that you're desperate to, to connect with, that boy doesn't find attractive. 
He doesn't care about makeup. In fact, if you wear it, it makes him feel weird about you. Be you. Don't try to be anything other than you. Be funny. Be confident. And if you're not confident, get confidence. Own your quirks. Be rough around the edges. That's okay. But be friendly. Be positive. And and it'll happen. I look at these girls online, the fake nails, the fake eyelashes. At 16, what are you doing? It's natural. I wish we, I wish we could stop it. Boys are traditional. Boys love their moms. Boys need their moms. Boys look, whether they want to admit it or not, they look for a mom in the woman they love. And that is the most flattering, wonderful thing to say in a relationship. That a man wants to make a family with you. Joyful. That's not derogatory. That's not sexist. That's called history and survival. So we stumbled upon something and it happens every single year. And yesterday was the day it happened, apparently. Louisville, Kentucky. If I'm not mistaken, this is at a Hyatt Regency and it has been happening for 30 odd years where some of the finest vocalists in high school, I believe, get together and do something magnanimous. You deserve this. Enjoy.
And then the chanting, USA, USA. Look, people who've been at that higher regency in Louisville, Kentucky, they know, they go every year for that. It started decades ago. That's the next generation. Those are the people who might dare to get it right. Your sons, your daughters, and mine. I have great hope in that. I have great faith in that. Thank you for being a part of the Wendy Bell Radio program today. We so appreciate you being here. And we hope you come back tomorrow, same time, same place. Until then, you know what I always say. Peace. Peace.